Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Okay, open your Bibles, please, to the book of Revelation. Revelation 2, starting in verse 8. Revelation 2, starting in verse 8. And to the angel of the church of Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you were rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days." Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for a time to be able to to come together and to open your word together and to know, Father, that you are right here in our midst. Father, bless this time together. Lead us in the direction that that only you could lead. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated, and please leave your Bibles open. Um, David, thank you for this other throat lozenge here. Mine tastes good. Yours are really rough. (laughs) I'll tell you what. So must be. They're going to work, I think. It's, um, anybody ever remember Smith Brothers? Um, man, those are good. Didn't work worth a hoot, but boy, they sure did work. They, they were good. Can't wait to get a sore throat so I could have some of those. But, oh, you know, um, bear with me today. I, I, uh, uh, I've had Shirley warning me for for. You know, a couple of days, you better put Justin on alert. Nah, 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 I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm fine. And then I get up this morning, and it's like, eh. So just bear with me. I'm going to keep eating lozenges, and, and uh, you know, it's, there, there is something, and, and I'll tell you, um, I, I have had, and I'm, I'm not going to say that I'll get through without, without uh, um, problems today, but... You know, it's an amazing thing. Um, you can feel as, as junky as, it, as you can, but there is something about stepping into the pulpit when the Lord gives you, gives you the strength to be able to, to give a message. And, and that, you know, that is definitely not through our power, but, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I guess I better turn my microphone on now, shouldn't I? <clears throat> I guess that would probably be about the time to do it. Um, you know, folks, as we study these seven churches, and I know that we're going to have to take a, 
uh, a break here as we go along. Um, there's something coming. I don't know, Christmas or something. But um, but we're gonna we're gonna go through these seven churches, and and it's kind of an important thing to to understand that that uh, these churches that that are spoken of here in Revelation really were churches, churches in real locations, and that and that each one uh, from from what I've read, each one. Um, as, as this was given to John and, and he wrote down um, everything about, about each church. He wrote it on one parchment and, and that it was, it was taken and then it was circulated throughout the churches. And so every church that, that got this, this parchment was not only able to look at the things that they, had, they were doing what God was saying to them. But they were also able to see what God was saying to the other churches as, as well. Um, you, know, you know, guys, we, we um, sometimes feel <clears throat> that maybe we sit on a hill and we sit alone. <clears throat> that you know, nobody really sees what, what is going on. Nobody really sees what is happening. God does. He really does. And, and I'll tell you, what he sees is, is not what, what man sees. What God sees is right here. He sees the heart. He sees what, what, is, what is happening within a church. And he sees it from the inside out because he knows what is happening in our hearts. Um, as we look at Smyrna, and, and not a location of, of where, it, where it's at, it's about 35 miles north of, of uh, Ephesus, and Ephesus and Smyrna were both port cities. And, and we're not really sure when Smyrna started as a church. Um, if, if Back in, in Acts, when, uh, uh, Acts 19, when, when Paul was, was running into problems in, in Ephesus, and, and he was running into the resistance from the Jews and from, the, from some of the Gentiles. Um, and, and so, you know, he was aggravated, but he stayed there for two years. And he just didn't. And, and Scripture says that, that the people in the, in the area of Asia all heard the word of God. And so there's a very good uh, chance that, that as they heard about the word of God, that he also went up to Smyrna, and that's where, that's where that church started. Rarely see me with two bottles up here. It's a two-fisted drinker. That's what that is. But I want you to notice the difference between, between Smyrna and Ephesus. Um, Ephesus. Ephesus was a good-looking church. It was a great place. Um, they did things. They did things right. They did things that people expect the church to do. They did good works. They they showed what 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 they showed man, what man wanted to see. They looked at what at what Ephesus was doing, and they were saying, "Wow, hey, they're doing everything right. They're doing just the things that 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 we expect a church to be able to do." But in all of that, Jesus told him, I got a problem with you. I got a problem with you. 
And I don't know about you, but when I think about Jesus Christ coming to to this church, and and when you think that you're doing a a job, you think you're doing things right, and to have Jesus Christ say, i got a problem with you, that would shake me up. And the problem with, with Ephesus is that they had forgot their first love. And the first love was Jesus Christ. You see, man in his ego and, and, and you know, pride. And, you know, sometimes, guys, <clears throat> this is where we get is that man, man's pride gets in the way. Um, we, can, we can have all kinds of missions and, and um, uh, all kinds of, of outreaches and things. And, and when it becomes ours, when we do that, then, then all of a sudden it becomes all ours. And we're not doing it for the glory of God, but we're doing it for the glory of us to say how good we look. And, and on the outside, yes, we do. But that's not where we want to be. Where we want to be is what Jesus Christ would look at us and say, yeah, that's, that's where I want you to be. Because regardless of what we do, wow, do you realize what a fine line there is between a church and any other social club that's out there, it's a fine, very, very fine line. And that fine line is Jesus Christ. You see? Because if it becomes about you and it becomes about me or if it becomes about anybody else with these ministries, guys, we're nothing different than a social club. Right. And, and when it becomes a social club, guys, we're in big trouble. We're in big trouble. Because a social club never saved anybody. Social clubs never gave anybody eternity. Jesus Christ does. And, and, when, and when Jesus gives eternal life through the helping hands of, of, of the church, when someone realizes what, what we're doing is not for us, but when it's for them and for Jesus that we reach out to people, that's when the difference comes. That's when, that's when things really move. That's when Jesus does like what he does to Smyrna. When he looks at Smyrna and he has no rebukes for, for Smyrna. You'll notice that when, when in what I was reading with Smyrna, there was nothing in that from 8 to 11. There was nothing where Jesus says, I see what you're doing. You're doing good, but... This I have a problem with. He didn't do that in Smyrna. He says, I know your works, your tribulations, your poverty. He says, I know those things. God sees it all. He sees it all. But the thing is, guys, he sees it from the inside out. He does. He sees it from the inside out. And as rich and as beautiful um, as Smyrna was, the Christians and the church... We're poor. Doesn't make much sense. Usually a poor area raises a poor church. But, but that's not the case here in Smyrna. Um, wh- what happened here is that this is a, a, a beautiful city. But yet the Christians and the church are poor. But, but listen to this now. Jesus says, I, I, I see this. I see your tribulations. I see your works. I see all that you're doing. And I see your poverty. And guys, the poverty that he's speaking of here is, is enough money to put food on your table. He's talking about the people. 
And he's talking about their ability to be able to feed their own families. And he he sees that. And then he says, but you're rich. You're rich. And when he's talking about them being rich, what he's talking about is their spirituality. He's talking about from the inside. He says, you're rich spiritually. And as we go through the seven churches, we're going to end up, the last church is is Laodicea. And when you see Laodicea, they are a rich church. But they're morally and, and, and spiritually, they're bankrupt. They're bankrupt. So take your choice. Where would you rather be? Would you rather be with the, with the rich church and doing things that you want to do? Or would you rather be in Smyrna, not putting food on your table, but, but being rich spiritually? See? It's a contrast between the two. You see, guys, when it comes down to the church, you can't build a facade in, in a church that will fool God. You can't, you can't do it. You, you can fool man. You can, we can fool ourselves. But you can't fool God. You see, this is his church. It can never stop being his church. But being his church, and because it is, he knows our hearts. He knows what, what is going on in, in, in our hearts. You need to understand something about the Lord. In looking at the church like this, our efforts, our hard work means nothing, and our hearts mean everything. They mean everything. And that's why I've said before, Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. It has to be a relationship. Guys, look at this. You can't please God with your religion. You can't do it. But you can, you can please him with a relationship. Which one reaches out to the Lord? Which one causes the heart to yearn for the Lord? It's the relationship. It's the relationship. You, you, can, uh, you, can't, you can go through the motions in religion and, and it's not going to please God. You can go through and, 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 and recite creeds. You can go through and, 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 and you know, go through all kinds of, of, of traditions and, and all the things to, to, to make a make some of, of our services a, a totally traditional service and, and carrying, lighting candles and, and you know, all kinds of things, doing the march down the center aisle, and it all makes people feel good. Does it come from here? Who's it, who's it make feel good? Does it make us feel good? Does it make God feel good? You know, and, and that, that is the problem. That is the problem. I know a long time ago, we, <clears throat> when I came here, I, I, stopped, I stopped doing the Apostles' Creed. And you know, and when you look at it, when you read the Apostles' Creed, guys, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It really is. 
But I know that I had been in, in, in the pulpit long enough and had rented enough times that I looked out at people, and believe me, I do see your eyes. And I see when you sleep, too. <clears throat> but I see your eyes, and I saw people for, for years in other churches that they'd read the Apostles' Creed, and it, it, their eyes would roll back into their heads. It meant nothing. It meant nothing. And, you know, if what the church does, if God knows the heart of what goes on in the church, does he listen when, when you read something like that? And, and it just, it absolutely means nothing to you. I think, you know, when, when we come to the Lord and we pray to the Lord, we pray that he'll open his heart, or open his, you know, his ears will be open to us, that he'll lend us his ears, like, like David says in the psalm. He'll lend us your ears. But if you're, all you're going to give him back is, is, is something that it's a, that's a ritual. If all you're going to do is pray something that's a ritual, do you think he listens to that? Because he doesn't listen what comes from here. He listens to what comes from here. Okay. I understand. And that's why he sees what goes on in the church. It comes from here. You know, that's what you call lip service. Wow. When you pay lip service, you get nothing in return. You see, through religion, you can build that, that facade. You can. You can build a facade through religion. You can't build a facade with a relationship. You know, you can't, you can't hide. Guys, you can't hide. You can't have a facade. You can't hide your true feelings in a relationship with, with your wife or your girlfriend. Or you can't, ladies, you can't. You know, your relationship, you might be able to fool somebody one time <clears throat> or a couple times, but you're not going to fool them all the time. Because in a relationship, if, if, it's, if it's a facade, if it's hiding something else, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. But you see, through, through religion, well, you can fake your way all the way through that. Perfect example of, of churches and, and people faking their way through it. Guys, there's people that have gone to church all their lives. All their lives. And they don't know Jesus Christ as Savior. They're saved because they went to church. <coughs> See, no, you're not. You're not saved because you went to church all your lives. It doesn't work that way. So you can hide behind the religion, but you can't hide behind the, uh, uh, a relationship. You see, and what it turns out to be, it's right here. It's the heart. It's every bit the heart. And that's what God wants. He wants our heart. Let me show you what I'm talking about here in, in what I read today. Jesus said, as, as he talks to the church of Smyrna, he says, I, I know of the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Well, you know, at first glance, you would say, people impersonating Jews? <laughs> How do you impersonate a Jew? Um, you're from the Asia area. Do you uh, um, all of a sudden, oh, I shouldn't make 
Jewish jokes. No, don't do that now. But, you know, do you impersonate a Jew? How do you impersonate a Jew? Is that what Scripture is talking about? Is that what Jesus is talking about here? It's not. This is not what, 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 he's, what he's saying here. He says, you understand that the area of Smyrna is, is located in what we would call today Turkey. Okay? Asia. It's, it's, it's in Turkey. And the Jews were spread throughout the region. You know, from, from, from the time we went into Acts and we started reading about all the churches that, that Paul was setting up in Acts, every town he went to, what did he do first? He walked into the synagogues and he tried to preach Jesus to the Jews. And mo- most of the time he got thrown back out. But, but the Jews were there. They'd already set up a synagogue. They were in every place, every place that, that Paul went. The Jews, the Jews were already there. Um, when Paul set up the churches of the religion, his opposition not only came from pagan Gentiles, but they also came from the Jews. The Jews were fighting against him. But you see, people knew the difference between Jew and Gentile. So when they were impersonating Jews, no, people didn't say, oh, they come in and, and they, they uh, pretend to be Jews. That's, that's, not, that's not what this is saying. <clears throat> Remember when I said, this is a matter of the heart. And I want you to listen to something, because in, in, I'm going to go to, turn your Bibles to John chapter 8, starting in verse 37. And Jesus is speaking to a group of Jews who, who don't believe in him, that don't believe that he is the Son of God. <clears throat> John chapter 8, starting in verse 37. And he says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me. Because my word has no place in you. I speak that I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. And they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. And then they said to him, We are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. And Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you were not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar. And the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? 
And if I tell you tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. You hear God's words because you are of God. You know, a scripture that, that says where, where to, to those who are lost, um, God's word is like foolishness to them. But to those who are saved, it's, it's the word of salvation. You see, you have to be of God. You see, there's a difference between being Abraham's children and being Abraham's descendants. There's a difference here. Abraham was the father of faith. Abraham, in, in Ur, took that first step because God was calling him to a promised land. Didn't tell him where it was. Didn't tell him. He said, just, just go, Abraham, just, just go. And he took those first steps, and, and he was, you know, did he slip sometimes? Sure he did. But Abraham showed faith. And, and you know, being his children means that you had that faith, that you had that faith. God is our father. If they said God is our father, but he says you would love me if God was your father. You wouldn't hate me. And, and you don't understand my words, and you want to kill me. Guys, you've never, you've never met my, fa- my earthly father. But if you want to know what your father looks like, my father looked like, right here. You know, this is, and the older I get, the more I look like him. <clears throat> I got his hands. And every time I bump into something, I get a big bruise, just like he did. You know, but, but it, it, everything that, that was my my mannerisms, my laugh, the way I love dogs, all of that stuff is, is like, just like my father was. You see, you can't be God's. You can't have that relationship with Jesus Christ and hate somebody. You can't do that. It, when you are, are of God, he changes this here. Whoa, what does that mean? He changes this here. He changes your heart. He changes your heart. And this is what Jesus is talking about with them. They claim to be Jews, but they claim to be Jews because of their bloodline. They change by default. Okay? I'm a Jew by default. But Jesus said you need to be Jews by what's in your heart because it's your heart that changes you. You see, that's what he was talking about when he said these guys are coming into the church. They're they're creating a problem within the church. There's persecution from them. They claim to be Jews, but they're not Jews. By blood they were Jews, but not by the heart. Not by the heart. Because they had rejected Jesus. Those Jews that were Jews by the heart loved Jesus. You see, their misconception of who they were is not unlike Christians are today. Guys, it's very true. You know, when you survey, when I, I was looking it up, the surveys of, of Christians in, in the U.S., how many people claim to be Christians in the U.S.? Do you know over the years it's gone down? Hey, surprise! <clears throat> used to be if you weren't a Muslim, a Jew, or an atheist, 
You must be a Christian. And that's what they thought. But now they realize that, that there's, there's another place that they put on those, on those questionnaires. Not affiliated with anybody. Because God has nothing in my life. God means nothing in my life. Do you realize God had nothing to do with setting this nation up? There's another place for another checkbox. And it's, and it's not saying that there isn't a God. It's, it's not saying that. It's not saying that, that, that you're a Muslim, a Jew, an atheist, or anything. It's not like they don't believe in God. They just don't care. We used to call them Christians. No, they're not. That's like people who go to church all their lives and don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. How can that happen? But the church lets it happen. Guys, <clears throat> definition of a Christian is a Christ follower. A Christ follower. Not someone who says, yeah, I think Jesus is, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's okay. No, it's not. Because God doesn't want lip service. He wants your heart. And that's what really matters. That's what matters. Uh, Many people today answer none of the above. I don't care. I don't care. Religion plays no role in their lives. And worse than that, Jesus Christ plays no role. Yes. Listen, folks. As as much as we would like it to be, there's no default. There's no default in in anyone's in anyone's salvation. You don't fall into it. You know, you're, you're not saved because you're an American. Um, a, a nice person. You're not saved because you're a nice person. You're not saved because you go to church. You're not saved because you're baptized. You're not saved. I know I was telling our, our, our class, the Bible study class, about a guy who came to me one time to have his wife buried from the church. I didn't know him at all. And in talking about him, talking to him, I said, well, was your wife saved? And he says, well, sure she was. She was baptized. No. Of course, I didn't tell him that. But No. Guys, you don't, you're not saved because you're baptized. You're baptized because you're saved. It's, it's proclaiming Christ as Lord and Savior. Ah. Listen. The relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, it isn't a religion thing. It isn't at all. It's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. And Jesus listened to those Jews, and, and he, knew, he knew their heart. As he listened to them and as he talked to them, he knew in their heart that they were not the Jews that they were supposed to be. And that's why he said, you're not Jews. You're not Jews. Folks, if, if you aren't, and you need to understand, if you're not with Jesus Christ, you're with Satan. It's as simple as that. You want to look at, at religions around, around you that don't claim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? You know who they're worshiping? Satan. It's as easy as that. If you're not with me, you're against me. And that's what it re- truly is. Has, 
When Jesus Christ comes into your life, there's a change. There's a change. You can't get it in. You can't have him in your heart and not be changed. Guys, that's what it's all about. I want you to think in your own lives. I want you to think about who Jesus Christ is in your life. I want you to look back before him and say, this is who I used to be. This is who I am today. This is who I was. This is who I was in Satan. This is who I am today in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, uh, we love you. You are our God. You are our life. You are our, our eternal life. And Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for all that he is. And Father, I just pray that, that you will touch each heart that's here. Father, if there is something missing, if that relationship isn't what it's supposed to be, Father, I pray that, that you will put that burden in our heart and that that relationship will become the first and foremost thing in each of our lives. Father, we praise your holy name. We love you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.